All right, so Chris Del Conte uh, was making the rounds yesterday. He had a what was called a virtual town hall meeting. And he answered some questions that some, I guess, resonate with OU fans. Others, mm, yeah, Texas-specific. Yeah. Like, let me give you a couple Texas-specific ones here, just because it's Texas. Um, they asked about the Longhorn Network. And Del Conte said that the network would be folded into the already existing SEC network. Quote, the Longhorn Network will be folded into the SEC network. We have a year or two left with the Longhorn Network. Then all that inventory stays with us. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like you guys can disagree if you want, but I kind of feel like Sooner Vision on ESPN Plus has been a big success, right? And I feel like that you can say the Longhorn Network will be folded into the SEC network, but if I'm ESPN Plus, you know, I'm trying to do everything that I can to make it as simple as, well, here's your Texas channel, here's your Alabama channel, here's this. Now, I'm sure there's more of a cost to that because when Del Conte says that inventory will stay with us, that to me sounds like they can start like a Texas sports TV if you want. It's like all the classic archives. Here's all the great games and all the things that you weren't watching when the Longhorn Network was on. Third tier cash. Exactly, exactly. So there was that. Um, the other, The other thing that I guess got shot down pretty quick was any conversation about alternate uniforms, which Texas, they had a black uniform that they wore, right? I mean, I think that I, I'm pretty sure we've seen some alternate uniforms before. But Del Conte shot down any hope that alternate uniforms would be making their way to Austin anytime soon. He, uh, he said, as I quote, if God wanted multicolored sunsets, he'd have made them purple and green. But he didn't. They're burnt orange. It's not old. It's not stuffy. It's Texas. It's the best. Lot to unpack there. Um, huh. First of all, I don't know that every sunset is burnt orange. I, just throwing that out there. I, I think I've seen some rather red ones, some orangey ones, but... That's one hell of a quote. Secondly, and I like Chris Del Conte. Dude, how long do you think he worked on that one in the mirror? How many times do you think he worked on that one? Because You're saying that wasn't off the cuff. I don't think that came to him off the cuff. I don't think that was something to where he sat down and thought, sunsets aren't purple. God intended for that. Like, I feel like he sat home and workshopped that a little bit because – I bet before this is like, hey, you're going to get questions on this and this and this is on. This is something people might ask you about alternate uniforms. And he, then it's like, oh, we got to have something catchy on that. He might have to get relieved of his duties just for saying something that corny. <laughs> I, I, you know, I actually really kind of, I kind of like him, but after this, I might have to rethink that. Uh, here's a couple of other things. Now, these do involve Oklahoma. The. The tickets for the OU Texas game will indeed be two hundred dollars for the next three years. So I, is that per ticket two hundred dollars per ticket? So that's for the next three years, and um, Texas as an athletic department 
the home football tickets were actually reduced in price this year, but that's a little bit of fool's gold. Why? Because the tickets were reduced in price because there's one less home game this season. Uh, Here's the other part that directly affects Oklahoma. Del Conte said he plans for the OU Texas game to remain at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas during the state fair and has asked the SEC for the game to be at 2.30 p.m. starting in 2024. So, I I don't – I don't know about you, Josh, but I I don't mind 11 a.m. for this game. I think that, you know, it gets you out of – craziness get you out there before the sun goes down yeah, usually, get you out of harm's way and you're good to go traffic ain't too terrible but man the two th- and and here's the thing here's the thing i don't feel like you can do it right i really don't if it's 11 a.m people get mad a couple of years ago they moved it to 2 30 people got mad it'll never be in prime time but <sighs> i you watch you watch there'll be people That'll be upset about that because there always is. Why? Because we're not all happy about anything. Do you have a problem with the two thirty start? I don't. But no, I think it's probably probably honestly, best. I think it's probably best. Yeah, for everybody. You, you don't have to rush around on that OU Texas morning, traveling. You know, down if you wanted to leave, like, right? Really, really early. Hypothetically, that could be a possibility on a Saturday. Though I would probably recommend you. Get down there on Friday. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know. It, yeah, for a lot of reasons, logistically, it's easier, I think, for people to get to the State Fair probably at that time. It's probably good for the State Fair itself, too, Plank, that people show up to the State Fair a little bit before and they spend a little bit more money at the fair. So I don't know if, uh, you know, State Fair officials probably pretty excited about the possibility sure. of that. I, I just for my memory, and I'm sure I'll be quite corrected rather quickly, but I've been going regularly with the Sooner Radio Network since 11. I've been going fairly regularly since 2000. Fairly. I don't – I only remember, like, in the last 10 to 11 years, like, only one 2.30 kick. I feel like they've all been 11 a.m. I feel like we had a 2.30 in, like, 18, maybe 17 – and then I felt like we had a 2.30 somewhere in the mid-2000s. But, I mean, it, my memory sucks, so it, I, I could be way off right now and there's someone cussing at the radio. But that would seem to be the most pressing thing that came from Chris Del Conte. Number one, if you find yourself concerned about the future of the Red River rivalry being in the Cotton Bowl, being in, inside the, the State Fair of Dallas or the State Fair of Texas – then it doesn't look like, by any stretch of the imagination, that that's going to end up being an issue. They're going to keep it here. But they're requesting that the SEC put it at 2.30. How much pool yet would OU and Texas have? Well, I think with OU Texas, they have a lot of pool because, as we've learned, that's still one of the highest-rated college football games all season long. So there you have it. Chris Del Conte speaking with the media today. Though The first reaction did, did make me laugh a little bit. Since when were sunset? Oh, whoa, what? Watch out! Yeah, since careful. <laughs> since when were sunsets a shade away from brown? It's a good point. 
I mean, you, the sunset is not burnt to orange. Um, not to mention, what does that have to do with alternate uniforms? I, I, I don't. Like I said, um, here's one from the nine one eight. By the way, the nine one eight keep Kindle off decaf. He's the last person we need more energized. I don't know, dude. I kind of like the content right now. Forget the time, guys. The important piece is that it stays at the Cotton Bowl. Play the game at midnight for all I care. Well, just don't move it to Jerry World. <laughs> I would suggest we don't play it at midnight over there. Me neither. Um, but I but I agree with the sentiment. Play play the thing at the Cotton Bowl. Got to be there. I feel like we're at outside of Ted. I feel like we're a pretty good like decade removed from that really heating up. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when one of the most bombastic and outrageous ideas was what Eddie Gossage wanted to do. He wanted to put the OU Texas game in the Texas Motor Speedway. And I think they played, I think Tennessee played a college game at Bristol, at Bristol, Tennessee, the Bristol uh, Bristol Speedway. And he had come up with a way to configure Texas Motor Speedway where I want to say it would have been the largest crowd to ever see a college football game. The problem is I think you would be about eight miles away from the stadium or from the actual field. I mean, everyone would be on their binoculars the whole time. But that's that sounds terrible. It sounds awful. Now, as a NASCAR fan, I'm like, ah, it's kind of cool. We're at a NASCAR track. But I mean, there's the coolness wears off once you can't see the game. Once you can't see the game, <laughs> right. you play um, pay exorbitant ticket prices and can't see jack squat. But my point is, unless I'm missing something, I I don't recall a push from either side or really either fan base. I mean, I. I remember when I first started in radio here, Josh, um, after I – well, I, I remember being in college and not knowing a lot about the OU Texas tradition and the rivalry and Buddy saying, yeah, we're going to Dallas. And in my mind, I'm like, well, why are you playing the game in Dallas? You know, play played here. I want to drive right there to watch the game. Why are we going to Dallas? And then you realize what it's all about. I, well, you got to go to one. Yeah, yeah, you got to be there, I think. You know, I – I thought maybe as time progresses, there might be the intrigue and for one stretch playing the OU Texas game in Austin once and in Norman once and then, you know, maybe putting it as a rotation in in Dallas, right? Hey, listen, three three city rotation, but I, I don't know if that really got legs outside of a couple of aggregators that threw it out there. It's just so awesome where it's at. And, look, it'd be great for Oklahoma to host the OU-Texas game. It would be great for Texas to host the OU-Texas game. It would be awesome in Norman and Austin. There'd be such vitriol and emotion, and it'd be great to have that game. But it's amazing where it's at. Oh, it absolutely. Would, it wouldn't be as good at Jerry World. It wouldn't. Mm. It's supposed to be steamy and muggy and uncomfortable and the texas state fair is supposed to be outside and wax cups i mean all of it it's supposed to be the way that it is it doesn't need changing it should not change should not change now the cotton bowl itself okay the infrastructure it'd be great if a couple of things were upgraded just a little bit a little bit and and again you don't need like i don't think the cotton bowl has sweets i think I think literally they have just – well, 
I don't know if you would call them suites. They have upgraded seating areas. But, you know, their press box just got Wi-Fi like three years ago. I mean, it's 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 really one game a year where you need it to just be serviceable. And right. I know that sounds terrible, but I'm not asking it to suddenly be air-conditioned. I'm not asking you to change anything with the locker rooms, right? It's fine. But just commit to the game being there, and it looks like, at least in what Chris Del Conte said, they did. Now, I have heard bathrooms, if they could rework that a little bit for fans. I mean, that that to me is, you know, the press box, okay, great. but Yeah, I mean, don't worry about the press box. No, I yeah, mean, focus on the fine. fans. Right. Make the fan experience just a little bit better. Do you, Let me ask, do you think it's worth getting Chip Brown to talk about this more, or do you think we – we wait because I'm I just I don't know if it's someone can help me out too I mean is it a couple of of sports talk hosts that have been banging this drum and TV guys that have been talking about it because I just I, I I don't think anyone wants to see it leave the Cotton Bowl outside of maybe Jerry Jones and there's some people that work at the new or, well, it's not new anymore, but Cowboy Stadium, it's its like new. It's incredible. Sure, they've had football games there before, but they've not had outside of, I mean, obviously the Dallas Cowboys, but in college, they haven't had OU Texas. They have. And that's the prize, right? Right. You know, but I just, I mean, is there, where is that, where has that been, I guess is my question. How close was it actually? Was it necessary because the contract was coming up to reaffirm that, hey, they're, People are working to make sure that this is going to be fine. I remember there was a while back where there was some frustration, but I just I don't know how potentially pressing it is or could be or was. Well, and it's kind of fascinating. Talking about Jerry World for the OU Texas game. Well, two years left on the contract is like, this is go time right here for a change to happen if it were to happen. And you've got Chris Del Conte basically saying, hey, we're still pretty much all in with the Cotton Bowl. He's not applying any sort of public pressure there. Mm-hmm. Which is notable, right? Right. It's, it's, if they were disappointed, you could. yeah, you could. You, you absolutely could, and you could say, basically, you could take a your mark approach and say, "Yep, we're open for business," but uh, that's not happened here. There's no pressure being applied for. Hey, we need this upgraded or that done. Need the city of Dallas to accomplish this. I mean, none of that is going on. None, because that's a that's an excellent point to put a wrap on this conversation for now. For now. They could have easily felt like they needed to ratchet up some pressure. And what a better time to do it than contracts nearing expiration to deadline spur action. And if you come out and you say, well, we're just not happy. We're not. Then all of a sudden it ratchets up everyone. And you're like, "Ooh, we better get rolling here. All right, quick break. It is uh 1020. It's plank show. Texts are rolling in. We'll get some of the best in the air comfort solutions. Text line. Uh, OU Baseball gets a nice win over Air Force. They beat them 8-6. They've got um, Abilene Christian coming in on Wednesday at 6 o'clock. We talked to KJ Kindler in Hour 1. If you missed that, you can find it on the podcast page. Simply search KREF in your podcast provider or go to krefsports.com. Every so often, Josh, as this show progresses, I look up and see this week six game from the NFL. Bills and Chiefs, and I remember how everyone acted after it. I'm, I'm reminded of how everyone felt after that game. It was, it was over, it was done. Kind of like the 2021 season. It's, 
it, who was the who's who's your boy Nick Wright that <laughs> that was reading the statement in tw- during his uh, show? I don't know what it's called. First things first. Yeah. All right, is he still on that? I yes, yes, he is. I don't watch any of the Fox shows. Like the the only way I know is when they advertise him during like a college basketball game that I'm watching or social Ooh. media. You see, oh my gosh, right. Whoever their social media manager is, bravo. Yeah. I don't know how you do yeah, it. They but do a good bravo. job. There's no doubt. Um, but he was reading the statement about how the Bills have surpassed the Chiefs and all of this, and it's just a matter of time. And then at the end, he goes, he goes, but guess what? The same thing I wrote last year before we beat you in the divisional series. So. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, but, hey, you know, today is the first day. That you can put franchise tags on players as we welcome you back to the Plank Show. March 7th is the final day. Is that right? That is right. That is right. Um, so what is that, two weeks? Yeah, two weeks to figure that out. Combine's this week. and um, Wait, hold on. Is that right or is Combine next week? Why Why are all my dates running together? Um, yeah, the Combine is, is next Tuesday. Sorry. So the Combine's next Tuesday, which leads right into that. And then... Our long summer of discontent is over, and we'll start seeing some NFL movement. <laughs> Dang you, NFL. Why must I wait three weeks after the season before something happens? All right, I got it. I want to update our Aaron Rodgers thoughts real quick. Let's go to the uh, the show's Google Sheet, which I guess you could all be a member of because we could all share content on there if you want. And I haven't it opened, I haven't opened it up in, in a bit because the last time I opened it up was this. January, whoa, come on, we've done it since then. February 15th, Josh Helmer still has Aaron in Green Bay. Yep. I had changed my mind and put Aaron in Las Vegas. Today, as we think, Aaron Rodgers is to emerge from the darkness. February 21st, Josh Helmer. Until I see that the organization is legitimately going to trade him, I'm going to believe that he's staying in Green Bay. Ah, okay. By the way, we're not falling into the trap. Just bringing this up real quick. Hey, your calls. You want Aaron Rodgers on your team. Let's go. 405-329-9000. Listen to this. I found found a piece of audio for you. Okay. Tell me if this changes your mind. Okay. Yeah, no, let's hear it. I'm I'm open to be – This is from Bob McGinn. Now, I I give you this perspective – because Bob McGinn is a longtime NFL columnist, 38 years covering the Green Bay Packers. Now, he did retire in 2017, but is still writing for the Athletics. So, in other words, retired after almost 40 years covering the team, and then thought, nah, you know what, I can do some work here for the athletic, all right? There's the background. This isn't Mike Fish talking about the Cowboys are interested in C.J. Stroud. This isn't Tondo Carpenter telling you that the Raiders are sold on Tom Brady. This is an established, well-known Hall of Fame reporter. Do I need to try to build this guy's credits up anymore, Josh? No, th- this is somebody that's been in the business, knows a lot of folks. He's got contacts. He's not just saying stuff to say stuff. Right, right. Okay, so he was on a a podcast, Tyler Dunn's podcast, and this is what he had to say about Aaron Where Rod- things stand. 
where he feels like the Packers stand. Gotcha. Oh, is it not working? All that buildup. Are you serious right now? Is it muted? Oh, there we go. That sounded Hold good. Hold on. Hold on. What happens? After okay. Oh, okay. Jeez, Louise. Everybody man. relax. Everybody. Hey, <laughs> calm down. Nobody we can't have anybody freak out out here. As of right now, I mean, I'm convinced based on my own instincts and knowing the NFL and knowing what happens after all these defeats and discussions with someone who just firsthand knowledge of this organization's of the Packers' uh, internal debates, that they are done with Rodgers, that that's the way it is right now, that he's not coming back. I mean, they're disgusted with him, and they're done with him, and they're moving on. And this is going to involve money and a trade partner and all kinds of things. But I'm totally convinced he will not be their starting quarterback this year. On the other hand, they love Jordan Love. They think he is the second coming now. They have seen enough in practice for three years that they believe he is like Rogers 2.0. That's where this organization is coming from right now. They have turned the page just like they did to Favre in uh, June and July, those months there, the summer of 2008. And I don't see it changing. Okay. Okay. So dead set. They, they have, what are they what are they most disgusted with? That's what I would be curious to hear him elaborate yeah, on. Yeah, I know me too, and I don't really know if he did. I is it the McAfee appearances? I mean, what what are they frustrated with? The immunization thing? I mean, what what is it? Just the poor play from this past season? I mean, you're not that far removed from a guy going back to back on MVP awards. I know. And I don't know what they're seeing with Jordan Love. Let's just get that out there. You saw you saw Jordan Love. You saw him in that Kansas City Chiefs game. You so, look, wish wish the young man well, but I've seen nothing that shows me that this guy is going to deliver the type of transition from Favre to Rodgers that you just had. Uh, not, well, you know, a decade and a half ago, okay? Right. I've seen none of that. So, I don't – but they're around him every day in practice. I get that. Mm. Yet, he's had a couple of opportunities in games, and there is not a wow factor yet. Not yet. Uh, a lot of people are pointing to the last drive against Philadelphia where he took him down and scored. And, again, you know, that's fine. But I don't – I don't know if that be the horse I'd hitch my wagon to. Is that – Still a proper analogy. I don't know if that would be the – I don't know if that would be the truck I'd, I'd put my boat trailer on. That's for sure. I don't have a boat or a truck or a trailer. But. Now, that being said, though, even if you privately, the Green Bay Packers, are – you're disgusted with Aaron Rodgers, okay? Right. That, that part's factual. See, I feel like that's got some legs to it. I can definitely see it, for sure. But like I said, I'm going to believe it when I see it, okay? When they actually make the move to move on. Because it's scary moving on from a guy like Aaron Rodgers. It is. I know that they did it. The organization itself did it with uh, you know Favre in the past. And look, they, they won a Super Bowl out of it and won a bunch of football games with Rodgers because of it. But I'll believe it when I see it, this go-around again with Rodgers. Having said that, they could be totally convinced that, hey, we're disgusted, we're moving on, we're done. With Jordan Love... Okay, you you toss the feelers out there. Oh, we're this is our guy. It's going to be just like a Rogers situation to potentially position yourself to go find something different. 
you, you don't want that out in the public sphere, I guess is what I'm saying, Plank, that yeah. we're not totally sold on this other guy. Yeah, um, <laughs> from 5808. If Jordan Love is Aaron Rodgers 2.0, Howard Schnellenberger was Barry Switzer 2.0. Oh, man. I don't know if I'd go that far. I, at the very least with Jordan Love, they appear to like him. And they drafted him in the first round, and they haven't moved on from him or traded him. They, they've they kept him in the mix. Dude, I forgot your boy kicked a 62-yard field goal at the end of the first half of that game. Bonkers. Wow. We're tied at 10 at halftime. And then he doinked one in the, the Super Bowl. Right, exactly. <laughs> Go f- from like 30. Um, But back to the point. Back to the point. I uh, There's like parts. I can't, I can't imagine a Raiders game without Derek Carr. Can't imagine watching the Packers without Aaron Rodgers, right? Not, And if they're hurt, it's one thing. You're like, oh, they're hurt, they'll hurt. They'll be back. When they're completely on another team and playing for someone else, it's like, whoa, gross. So... I don't think that they'll lack people wanting him, but I guess I don't. I'm like you, disgusted. Yeah, that's a really good point. Brian, Brian with a Y in Tulsa writes: If they're disgusted with Rodgers, then you can't call Jordan Love Rodgers 2.0. <laughs> it's common sense, people. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I firmly, firmly, firmly. Him in the camp that Aaron Rodgers is somewhere else next year. Yeah, well, but I can change my high mind. probability that that could be the case. Some of this though could also be. Let's see if he can negotiate with us. Right. All right. Listen, we gave you everything you wanted last year. Everything you wanted. We need some help. I if if we gave you all your money, gave you all your money up front. You got forty mil coming to you this year. What he's going to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Do you want to win or not? Right. Exactly. Because if you want to win. We need some help to go get a couple receivers. Or if if not, if you come out of the darkness and you still want to play but you don't want to play with us, well, then you we're not trading you for anything less than two first-round picks or sure. something like that, well, which I don't think you can get with this contract. And this is why I keep saying I'll believe it when I see it because it was a disappointing season for large stretches for the Packers, and yet he had them one game away after all of that bad from going back to the postseason, he's not that far removed from a couple of MVPs. And, oh, by the way, Plank, I will take you back to the spring of 2022 when we did this exact same thing. And then it he's was back. all summer. Maybe that's part. Maybe it's exhausting. You know, if you uh, – I don't like to compare things much to relationships, but if you got a brand-new fancy car, right, but – Regardless of how nice and fancy it is, you always got to take it back and you got to get the tires constantly changed or there's always something rattling. But when you drive it, it's awesome. But, yeah, you're, there's always something with it. You might be more apt to say, you know, I'll take that economy car right there. I just need it. I just don't want any issues. I don't want any more problems. I'm, I'm good. 5808 is taking the Jim Rome approach here today. I love it. Aaron Rodgers. Or if Jordan Love is Aaron Rodgers 2.0, then Nathaniel Hackett was Mike Shanahan 2.0. Don't do that. We we have we have some very valued Denver listeners. All right, it's uh, 1037. I, I did not plan to talk Aaron Rodgers there, but as I update the spreadsheet, on this day, February 21st, 
Fat Tuesday. I'm like Kirk Ferentz, man. I'm, I'm dug in on this. Okay, thing. okay. I'm, I'm not. We're, we're not firing Brian Ferentz. He's staying. Aaron Rodgers remains in Green Bay until well, I'm proven wrong otherwise. I'm gonna stay with my Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback in Vegas, and when that happens, there'll be a show where I'm like, you know, Aaron, you guys got to give him a break. You know what's. <laughs> Your immunization and vaccination, I mean, is, there's really no difference, all right? You got a problem with him and his relationship with his family? What did they do, all right? What did they do? You know when he was great? When he had Devontae Adams. Where's Devontae Adams last year? And I'll probably even turn on Derek Carr as well. There'll be a point where I'm like, and Derek Carr, listen, man, loved, couldn't get it done. Could not get it done. <laughs> I'm just, hey, you can go ahead and tape that because that's exactly what I'm going to sound like when Aaron Rodgers signs with the Raiders. Hey, have you ever tried uh, Have you ever tried ayahuasca? <sighs> How dare you question it? If, if you've tried ayahuasca, you know it's good for you. Just because a one-time Super Bowl champion <laughs> in Russell Wilson didn't work out in Seattle doesn't mean it's not going to work out here. <sighs> All right, we got a break. It is 1038. Your texts are next on the ref. Here, here's my favorite question in all of it, Josh. Does any of it happen anytime soon? In other words, Derek Carr can make his decision at any time. Um, Aaron Rodgers will probably start leaking out. Le- he leaking here pretty quickly, but you know, we're, it seems crazy to say we're a week since the Super Bowl wrapped up, but we're getting into that period where you you'll start seeing moves being made in the NFL. Yep, full offseason swing. Here we go. When did Tyreek Hill get traded? March twenty third was the Tyreek Hill trade. So, gosh, we're a month away. I, I will say, as much as it as much as it sucks for Tyreek Hill to not win a Super Bowl, I I do feel like this trade worked out pretty well for both teams. And Chiefs still win the Super Bowl and have the cap room they need to keep the dudes they want. Uh Tyreek very featured in the Miami offense. Well, and I, I think that he clearly – we knew this, but both Mahomes and Tyreek Hill were able to spread their wings away from one another. Sure, sure. Which, which sometimes with star players makes each star player happy, right? I mean, it was a great partnership, great uh, teammates. They won a Super Bowl championship together. And yet, for Tyreek Hill, kind of like, I don't know – dare I say James Harden back in the day right here, that you saw all these – and that's maybe a poor comparison because guess what? You know, Tyreek Hill much longer. Time with Kansas City, I'm just saying that it validates your star sure. hood, if you will. Yeah, yeah. You, you were able to, you, It's in, – in a lot of ways, I mean, I, we don't need to go down this road today, but it's kind of what you're seeing in Eric Bieniemy right now too. Right, which our man LaShawn McCoy, not very nice. I, I but also, honest, right? Yeah, I also find it interesting too, Josh, that we are we're about a year removed from from the rumors that all was not well between Bienemy and 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 Mahomes, and that they had seen different ways during the AFC Championship game. So, you know, it, it, sometimes the the old rumor mill can get going. But yeah, Sean McCoy. Whew. So here's. Something to chew on. Oh, go ahead. We don't have to dive into this today. Yeah, we'll get to your text here in just a second. We saw that blockbuster with Tyreek Hill. Right. Which contender's making a blockbuster? It's happening. Somebody's doing it. Is it the Bills? Are they shaking things up a little bit? The Bengals? Okay, if the 
Bills are making a move. Who do you think they're going to get? Because I have a theory. Do you think the Bills and the Bengals could work together on a deal or no? I think they could, but, I mean, it's going to be difficult for, I think, Kansas City or Buffalo or Cincy to work in any capacity okay. together on a deal. Right. Those three. Because I, I get the feeling Joe Mixon could be on the move from Cincinnati. I know that he's he can become an unrestricted free agent after the 24 season, and I think um, – I think in his deal, there's actually an out after this year. But I don't know. Just there's I've seen a couple of rumblings out of Cincinnati. And I thought when you're talking about massive deals, yeah. what does Buffalo need? They need a running back, right, consistently, or at least you feel like they do. And, boy, Joe's proven he can be that. But I, I don't know. I don't think you can make that move as far as a, a rival is concerned. Yeah, and, and I don't know. What would you get back that would make you say, "Okay, this is worthwhile what it for is. us"? I I knew that I knew that I was finding some things here. Um, Joe Mixon is listed as one of 15 players as potential trade or release candidates for the Bengals this offseason. So, you know, maybe it might not be that hard in order to go get him, and maybe that wouldn't truly be a blockbuster in some people's minds. Try and get some sort of value back for a running back. Mixon being on the field for 23 of Cincinnati's offensive snaps during the AFC Championship game, while Samaj P. Ryan took f- <laughs> and again, Samaj P. Ryan took 43 raised eyebrows after a career high 1,200 yards in 21. Mixon dropped to 814 last year. Yeah, what's that all about, huh? Got didn't get. There was allegations that were later pulled back, and weren't, no charges were fired him, but filed against him. How about this for a potential blockbuster? What if the Dallas Cowboys tried to make a move? All right, let's, let me, we're in the end. We're in this. All right, we're, I, I'm not, a, we're in this, okay? I'm we're sorry, in. everyone. No, no, no. You, you, you suck me and you know where I am right now. I'm in a very, if it's not Sooner softball, it's NFL offseason. And consider me sucked, right, as Bill Parcells, uh, Bill Parcells once Out of famously said, right? I'm I'm sucked. I'm sucked in on this right now. Yeah. So it isn't out of context. I'm sure that'll show up on Tyler and Teddy's show. Je- Jesse G will be texting. Yeah, will be all over that. But there's a report that the Dallas Cowboys are intrigued by CJ Stroud. Now, I want to make that very clear and not to set my man 5808 down a potential rabbit hole where, you know, we've already had the Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, how the Packers feel like Jordan Love is Aaron Rodgers 2.0, which got this latest laundry list of comparisons from 5808. <laughs> Andre Robertson was James Harden 2.0. Oh, no. Davis Stop Bevel it. was Dylan Gabriel 2.0. Oh, you won't get this next one, but Starcade was WrestleMania 2.0. Starcade was great, Nate. You do not besperch the name of the classic WCW Starcades. Now, that might be the AEW Starcade, but I get it. So whenever I whenever I say intrigued, I understand, Josh, that is like a very, very broad claim. I'm intrigued by Lamar Jackson every time I see a highlight of him. I'm like, holy smokes, this dude. And I'm intrigued by every quarterback in this draft, every one of them. For different reasons. So whenever 
you know, Mike Fish, and I didn't really ask uh, TJ how he felt about this dude. I don't know if he's a, if he's a clickbait artist. Um, I don't know if he is a aggregator. I, I know I think he has, has been on some stations here in Oklahoma City. Always seems like he has something on something. Just I don't know if he's ever right. But he was the one that reported sources close to him said they're intrigued by C.J. Stroud. Now, I don't think you can move up from 27 to 1. And, and I don't think anyone's going to take Dak Prescott off your hands. But, I mean, could, could something Proven involving goods? Dallas? Proven goods, though, with Dak? That's, that would be wild if mm-hmm. they were willing to make that move. And seems, honestly, seems dangerous. I know that folks kind of look at Dak Prescott. Is he the guy that's going to totally get you over the top? Boy, you're giving up a lot of production, and you might just be a couple of tinkerings away from getting to the Lombardi. I mean, they were not close. that far away. They were close, but but if you if you're sold in that front office that he's not the guy, I don't know. Maybe mm. I mean, if I'm one of these other franchises that doesn't have a quarterback. I'm saying Dak Prescott looks pretty good to me. And, and another, maybe that's part of it too. Maybe that report gets floated because Dallas is intrigued. It's like, all right, listen, I see Derek Carr is the bell of the ball right now, but you know you can have Derek Carr or you can have Dak Prescott for something well, if you want to. And, and I see Sooner Gundy, and I know that he won't be alone or they won't be alone. Dak proven goods with some crying emojis. For folks that haven't had any good quarterback play in a while, let me tell you something. It can get a heck of a lot worse than Dak Prescott. Let's dive into that next. He's Josh Helmer. I'm Chris Plank. Hour two of the Plank Show brought to you by Allison Insurance right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. You know, we were in the midst of a um, – what was that? We were in the midst of a scheduling conversation over the last few weeks here on the show, right? Big 12 was the last, I believe, of the Power Five. Yeah, last of the Power Five to fully release their schedule. And in the midst of it, I, I don't know if we had truly talked about how the University of Tulsa had not released its schedule yet. Well, in Kevin Wilson's first season, Tulsa released its schedule just moments ago. And whew, they are not messing around in the non-conference. We all know Oklahoma is going to Tulsa on September 16th. But Josh, the week before, they traveled to play Washington and Michael Penix. So, again, hoping things turn right for the Sooners. It could be back-to-back, like, top 15 teams. Heck, I think Washington is going to be like a preseason number five team. I think there are three teams right now in college football that are going to get bloated expectations this offseason. And one of them, you know, it's going to happen every year. It's Texas. Every year it's Texas. People have kind of cooled on Texas A&M because it's burned them so much. But – you know, sprinkle a little bit of Manning into the mix, and yeah, everyone's going to be talking about Texas. The other is Texas Tech. Losing their absolute minds over Texas Tech. And the third is Washington. I think they return everyone on offense. Their offensive coordinator said no to Alabama and came back, but Tulsa's got them in week two of the season. Uh, TulsaHurricane.com. There's my plug, DT. Tickets. Tickets. All right, we're going to get to these Cowboy tweets when we come back. Dallas Cowboy fans are fired up. And we got our top five stories of the day right here on The Ref.